Well, well, well. If it isn't, <laughs> I stumbled over the chair. If it isn't the listeners, <laughs> what a great start! Uh, yes, portends for you know good things in the future. Oh yes, yeah. Of course, yeah. So this is the podcast called uh, Politics, although I call it Politics, right? <laughs> and this episode is about, or the title of this episode is Ant Man Quantumania. Right. I'm Presh, and I'm Ty. Uh, so I know usually we start off with the news, but I think uh, we should do some cleanup from last week because, okay. like, I haven't posted last week's episode. I've just listened to it a few times, so I just wrote down like stuff that uh, I thought this is not based on you know feedback from other people. This is just stuff I saw, <laughs> heard. I mean, <laughs> not so, so. <laughs> you you are the feedback. Yeah? Yes, 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 yes. So we mentioned the Cameron family meeting, but never like properly spoke about it. Oh. Right. Yeah. I would say that he's like Napoleon, James Cameron. Yes. But in the Cameron family meeting, his children plus his wife, her name is Susie Amos. Oh. Right? Okay. Not <laughs> they, James Cameron's wife. Yes. They like uh, take him to task, right, and call him out on his bullshit and say, "Hey, man, you're too like uh, too much like Napoleon. <laughs> <laughs> too Napoleon-esque. Yes. You need to you need to like uh, settle down, like calm down, right, yeah. and uh, just be more chill. Okay. And. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of the same journey that Jake takes in the movie, right? He's like bossing everyone like a Napoleon, like a Napoleon. <laughs> <laughs> and towards the end, uh, he says, "I see now." When he he gets rescued by Loak, yeah, right, and he realize, like I said uh, in last episode, I don't think he he would put it in those words precisely, but he realizes that he's done he, the ideology he was following was wrong. Yeah, right. He, I don't think he knows the correct. Thing to do just that what he was doing is wrong yeah right okay. uh so that was just the first thing yeah. second thing is how old is saria i have no idea hmm, hmm, hmm. so based on her being low love interest she should be around like 14 yes right i just like to state in un- no uncertain <laughs> terms that this is an anti-pedophile podcast right other podcasts who haven't explicitly stated <laughs> we should just assume that they're pro-pedophile right what are they hiding why will they not come out and say that they are anti-pedophile like we did huh okay and i'm only speaking about myself because last week my my co-host said a 14 year old girl was quote unquote very pretty so you what? know no but what does that imply what? Just that she's pretty. All right. There's nothing more to that. Why are you looking at a 14-year-old girl and commentating on her looks? Can I not say... It's the same as saying, like, an 80-year-old right. woman is Whatever, pretty. whatever. I'm just pointing out that uh, it was inappropriate for you to call her very pretty. Okay, I'm sorry for calling her very pretty. All right. Anyway. I also realize that I keep saying, uh, how can I say this? And once again... <laughs> like, <laughs> You know, like uh, a drinking game? Yeah. So, like, people, they'll watch a movie or maybe listen to a podcast or something. When somebody says, like, a, a phrase that they <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> keep on saying, uh, you know, they take a shot. Yeah. <laughs> if they were playing a drinking game with that first episode, they'd be dead. <laughs> they'd be dead. <laughs> Kill the listeners. <laughs> yeah, I just... But what people are not realizing is, I don't know how I could say this. <laughs> And what they're also not realizing is the point came up once again. So that's why I said those things. So you had to <laughs> yeah. say once again. Yeah. So if anyone's making fun of me, you're making fun of someone with an issue. What if I have Tourette's or something and I can't help myself? 
Do you have Tourette's? All right, that's not the issue. <laughs> <laughs> the issue is I'm being bullied <laughs> in the future because once again, no one's heard this. <laughs> but when they do hear it, you know, like uh, in a WhatsApp group, they're going to find some way to take that audio clip of me <laughs> and make it the WhatsApp profile picture for our group. <laughs> Uh, okay, anyway. Um, Neytiri and Spider. Yeah, Nate, okay, yes. Neytiri, yeah. uh, uh, Zoe Saldana and Spider. Yeah. Yes. Right? They have a very, like, uh, Catelyn Stark and Jon Snow type relationship. Okay. I know you don't know what that means. No, I have no idea. <laughs> so in Game of Thrones, right, Jon Snow is uh, Ned Stark's bastard son. Right. And Catelyn Stark is his wife. Okay. So he brought Jon Snow back from when he was on the wall. Yeah. And the assumption is that he had a, a baby with someone, you know, while he was at yeah. war and he brought it back. So Catelyn is very, like, doesn't like this child. She's very... Uh, yes. How can I say this? <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God! She just doesn't like him. She doesn't like him in the same way Neytiri doesn't like Spider. Yes. But uh, there is a question I had, which we didn't bring up last week. It's like... Does she hate him because he's human or because he is Quaritch's son? That's that's a very good question. Uh, mm. Does she know that he's Quaritch's son? I think so. I think everybody knows, right? Okay. Yeah. But whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just one. I just it's mind the thing. Uh, I was just wondering about. Um, the leader of the clan is called Olo Iktan. Yeah. You know, we were saying uh, Jake has two titles. One is Torok Makto and the, the oh, other is the leadership. That yeah. I couldn't remember. It's Olo Iktan. Okay. Right. And uh, we are talking about the George Lucas quote. The, the quote is, these are movies about space wizards for children. Yes. Right. And that's what gets people upset. They're like, no, no. Star Wars is for adults. It's for, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. The creator is telling you this was made in with children in mind. Not that it's you're not allowed to watch it, that you're not allowed to enjoy just this was made for children. Yeah. That's all. Makes sense. That's the beginning yeah. and end of the point. <laughs> right. Nice. Alright, so that's all I had to say about last week. Do you have any thoughts? I know you haven't been listening back. No. Because yeah, obviously I'm the only one with the <laughs> Yeah. I, it's kinda hard to listen to. Yes, when yes, I yes. Can't. But just thinking back to last week. Um I mean it was as all first podcasts are, mm. it was a little bit rougher on the edges. Oh. But as we get into this more and more, we will uh, will obviously neaten it up and right. figure things Speaking out. Speaking on behalf of the listeners, you're a, you're just a fucking hater. Jesus. <laughs> you're <laughs> all our listeners. There's, you're, there's hate in your heart. <laughs> <laughs> you are all of our listeners. All right, right whatever, now. whatever. Let's go on to the news, right? Okay. Have you seen Catch Me If You Can? Uh, yes, I have. Right, it's a movie from like 2004, I want to say. I, it was a while ago. All right, in the early 2000s, right? Yeah. Directed by Steven Spielberg, starring, uh, co-starring DiCaprio and Tom Hanks, right? Yes. Uh, DiCaprio is this uh, guy, he plays a guy named Frank Abagnale Jr. Yep. Right, and Tom Hanks is the, I want to say FBI or police, whatever yeah, that's chasing him. He's right? the law enforcement. Yes, yes, yes. So... It came out this week that the real life Frank Abagnale Jr. Yeah. He lied about his lies. <laughs> so, what? <laughs> all the things he was famous for, he wa- he didn't really do. <laughs> and like, I just think this shows the decay of society. 
<laughs> if you can't trust a con man not to like you, who can you trust? <laughs> who can you trust? Who can you? <laughs> if we don't have <laughs> trust in our con man, who can we trust? That's 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 what I'm putting to you, the audience. Who can we trust? So, he's he's a he's a con man that lied about being a con man. Yes. That's impressive. That's what I'm saying. Now that I've read, when I read it, I was like, hmm, this is actually a little bit more impressive than <laughs> <laughs> being the actual con man. Uh, but yeah, whatever, just a, a light news story to, you know, ease us into it because yeah. uh, it's been a hectic week. You know, as I was doing the, uh, well, I don't like sit down and, uh, you know, go through the news stories. Like yeah. if, if I'm like listening uh, to a podcast or like uh, see something uh, I'll write it down I'll just jot it down yeah. so and then at the end of the week like I'll try cut out stuff that uh, doesn't seem relevant or whatever but yeah this week it's just been yeah. <laughs> hectic shirt after hectic shirt yeah. uh, something I actually didn't write down here but I was just reading about <laughs> yeah. a little peek behind the curtain I took a full shirt before <laughs> before we started recording <laughs> There you go. All the listenership we built from last week. Uh, Yeah, so I was just scrolling news. And I did hear about this last week. I just just forgot to, you know, read more into it. But apparently Donald Trump might be arrested today. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. He tweeted about, well, he didn't tweet about it. So he has has something called Truth Social, which is his His uh, social media media company, right? He said that uh, so in twenty is twenty sixteen election. Yep. Uh, do you know who Stormy Daniels is? Yes. She's the porn star who allegedly, you know, Trump hired. Yes. But he hired her with campaign funds, which is mm. <laughs> you're not not allowed to do that, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> if he had just used his own money, it would be fine. But uh, you know this. Uh, so they they charging him because he used that money. Inappropriately, yeah. you're supposed to use campaign funds on the campaign, <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah, he uh, so uh, apparently, like, news got out and got back to him that he's that is going to be a guilty verdict. So, we're, yeah. we're all finding out today. It's Tuesday today, just yeah. another <laughs> little peek behind the curtain. We uh, usually record on Sundays. I'm saying usually, we've only done it once, <laughs> maybe Tuesday is our usual day from now on. But yeah, Maybe. Tuesday is a public holiday here in South Africa. Not every Tuesday, just <laughs> <laughs> this current Tuesday. <laughs> every Tuesday we get off. <laughs> uh, just a new public holiday every week. Yeah, so it happens to be a public holiday today. And uh, I was busy on Sunday, so we moved it to today. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, we will find out later yeah. if he's going to jail or not. <laughs> uh, all right. The next thing is Iran and Saudi Arabic diplomatic relations were restored this week. Got there eventually. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And you're thinking, all right, this is great. This is a a win for the Biden White House, the Joe Brandon White House, right? Sure. But wait a second. This deal was brokered by China. (gasps) (gasps) Oh my god! <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> okay, just to give you a small background about the Iran Saudi Arabia conflict. Do you know anything about it? Um, it's a conflict between Iran and Saudi Arabia. <sighs> all right, all right, all right. Um, so, like, they've been enemies for years, right? Yes. Uh, 
I, I don't think there's like a single thing you could point at and be like, oh, we're enemies because of that reason. It's just like a yeah. bunch of small things, like small. I don't. <laughs> I'm saying small, but like mm-hmm. I, I assume to them it felt big, right? Yeah. So a bunch of these conflicts happen. So it's just been they've been enemies for a long time. So nobody can really remember where it started. But like the yeah. subtext of these conflicts is that uh, Iran is a Shiite. A Shia country. Yeah. It's a... How can I say this? Fuck! (laughs) 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 It's a sect of uh, Islam. Yes. Right? So you have Sunni Muslims, you have Shia Muslims. There's different types of Muslims. Yes. It's similar to, you know, like Catholics and uh, Protestants. Yeah. There was a great schism in Christianity where those two groups broke off. Similarly, uh, Shia and Sunni, they have different... They both believe in Islam, just uh, different interpretations, essentially, right? Yes. So Iran is a Shia country, and uh, Saudi Arabia is a Sunni. Well, so not uh, the majority of the people. Are they? It's not like every single person <laughs> is of that religion, just the majority. And the yes. leadership of those countries are of that particular denomination. Yes. Right? Uh, so, yeah, but like the straw that broke the camel's back, as it were... Mm-hmm. Happened in uh, on the second of January, twenty sixteen. Right, okay. forty seven people were put to death in several Saudi cities, including prominent Shiite cleric Namir Al Namir. Ah. Right, so which is Iran's uh, type of yeah. Islam. Yeah. Right, protesters of the executions responded by demonstrating in Iran's capital Tehran. Oh, right. I that same that. day. A few protesters would eventually ransack the Saudi embassy in Tehran and later set it ablaze. Due to this tension, several cold wars were started, and the hope is that, you know, with the diplomatic tensions being relations being destroyed, <laughs> being restored, right? The tensions will Dissipate. go. Yes. Yeah. So, like, so since 2016, they haven't been having diplomatic relations up until this week, where the Chinese ambassador, you know, yeah. brokered relations back. Yeah. Right, but. Their conflict has turned into a cold war in the Middle East. Yes. So, Iran are, fun, are funding certain factions in wars uh, across the Middle East and yeah. Saudi Arabia on the other side of those wars. So, yeah. one of them is the war in Yemen. Yeah. Right? Uh, Saudi Arabia... Uh, basically, Yemen is going through like a, a hunger crisis. It's a man-made famine. Yes. Because like Saudi Arabia is like blo- blocking imports and stuff. Yeah. Right. The war in that country is killing a number of people. Right. So, like, yeah. Uh, the hope is that you know that diplomatic relations are restored. That these cold wars, these smaller events, will you know they'll provide ease up. Some yes, they'll ease up. Right. Yeah. So the war in Yemen is one of them. The other one is in Syria with the Bashar al-Assad. Yeah. The butcher. Yes. Not <laughs> Licha. <laughs> Not Lissandro Martinez. Yes. Uh, the other butcher. The real butcher who <laughs> literally butchers people. <laughs> An earned nickname. Not United <laughs> fans trying to make the small guy seem <laughs> tough. Right. So, yeah, that's what uh, this whole thing is about. Okay. Uh, yeah. w- 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 what? China? <laughs> yeah, but once. I was going to say once again. <laughs> once I'm, again. Yeah. So. The CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. Yes. I don't... Well, they are left-wing. Okay. But they're very, like, centrist. So, centrally left-wing. They're center-left. Okay. They're not... 
it's not how I would run a country is what I'm saying. Ah, so I have okay. critiques of the CCP. Yes. But I'm not how can I, I'm not on their side. Yes. I just uh I think it's funny that America <laughs> got their asses attitude. They're like cuz uh, in their mind in America's minds they the like the world police of you know yeah, the world police yeah. right they the ones who you know who sort this out and China's stepping up and this actually leads into another story we're going to get to uh, just now right but right. Uh, um it's also because America is uh what's it when your friends the, allies allies yeah. <laughs> they're allies with Saudi Arabia yeah. right yes. so obviously they can't be trusted to broker a deal because your allies with one of the the warring factions so yeah. obviously <laughs> the other side is not going to trust you to yeah so there was no way that america could have done it even if they wanted to which they don't yeah right uh so yeah yeah uh the next thing is vladimir putin was a subject of an arrest warrant from the international criminal criminal court due to the unlawful deportation of children yeah so in short, it's being alleged that the Russian army has been taking children from orphanages and children's care homes in Ukraine and then putting them up for adoption in Russia. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, like, the... <laughs> it's so terrible. Well, yeah, it's... It made me think of Indiana Jones and uh, the Temple of Doom. Okay. They're stealing children to do child labor. Oh, yeah, <laughs> in okay. this place. Yep. And he's like, they took their children. <laughs> That's what I thought when I was reading this. But uh, anyway, the, the other side of the, the pro-Putin people have been saying that, like, it's an active war zone, right? Yeah. They're evacuating the children so the children aren't, you know, at risk in the war zone. Yeah. So... I, so I don't really know what to make of the situation, right? I don't know because like both sides seem plausible to me. It seems plausible yeah. that the Russians are, if uh, you know, abducting children, and then yeah, it also seems plausible that they don't have any quarrel with children. They have a quarrel with the, the Ukrainian, Ukrainian army, yeah. so they evacuated children because they don't want children to be hurt. So yeah, <laughs> and once it. I was going to say once again. I know yes, 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 yes. Similar to the CCP, right? Yes. For whatever reason, people assume Russia is a left-wing country. However. No, because uh, of the Soviet Union, right? Yeah. But the yes. Soviet Union dissolved before I was even born, Yeah. right? For example, South Africa used to be an apartheid state. Yes. Is it currently an apartheid state? Well, some may argue. Okay. I'd argue that the shadow of apartheid looms large and there's still uh you know problems from that system that uh, live on to this day but definitely but we don't live under apartheid currently right no we do not. because as of the passage of time things changed right yeah so <laughs> the soviet union fell in was it 89 or 90 89 89 right that's been years <laughs> and years and uh i think in 2000 that's when putin came into power yeah. So he is a right winger, <laughs> right? He's constantly talking about like, uh, you know, like Donald Trump says, "Make America great again." Yeah. Tr- Putin has something similar where he's like, "We've got to return to, uh, we've got to return Russia to, yeah, something like that, right?" Yeah. But he's not talking about the Soviet Union. He's talking about the pre-revolution, back, <laughs> yeah. back in the day. Yes, the the Russian. Uh, what's it, the kingdom of Russia, not yeah. uh, 
no, that, that that's what he is referring to, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's it's not because like Russia is a left wing country. <laughs> that's why I'm giving you know bail to Putin. I'm just I just don't know how to what to make of the situation. Yeah. Right. But uh, obviously, you know, Putin is a bad guy. So it's it's much easier to believe that they're yeah. stealing children. Definitely. So that's why I'm like. I'm leaning towards that side, but it also seems plausible that they're evacuating children because they don't want to kill yeah. children. But yeah, like I said, no idea who, who who's lying. Maybe everyone's lying. Yeah, <laughs> there were no children to begin with. They stole like some cardboard cutouts <laughs> that they put up, you know, like in pavements. <laughs> Uh, uh, anyway, following on from these past two two stories, Xi Jinping, do you know yes. that is the prime minister of China, is meeting Putin next next week for peace talks about yeah. the U- Ukraine situation. So, <laughs> you know, following on from the two stories, one China sorting out world affairs, yeah, uh, pursuing for peace. Yeah. The second thing is, uh, you know, Putin. But yeah, I don't really have anything to say about this. I obviously just have to wait. Just like the Trump thing, we have to see how it plays out. Yeah. It's uh it's not like these other two stories where something's already happened. Yeah. It's like uh they're meeting later this week, we'll see what happens, we'll maybe check in next week, see. Yeah. It's it's more a developing story yes, than yes, something yes. that's already I just done. yeah, I just thought I'd bring it up because in relation to those other two it like kind of It fits in. Yes, yeah. yes, it's there's a through line, yeah. Yeah. Right, and then finally, yesterday there was a national protest against our president in South Africa. Yes, you know, asking for his removal and just protesting the current state of South Africa, and it was yeah. led by the EFF. Uh, the F, if you will. Yeah, the left-wing party of South Africa. I would usually say "quote unquote," but they do espouse left-wing values, like not, yeah. uh, not some bullshit. Right? Yeah, it's are. just. Uh, I don't find them trustworthy. Yeah. Do you know what a cult of personality is? Uh, kind of. <laughs> I know what it's, a cult is. All right. It's when like, you know, you have a leader that whatever they say. Oh yeah. They go, just like okay. you're not following principles. You're following whatever the leader says. Yeah. And the leader, you know, a person is uh, fallible. Yes. But the idea is not fallible, right? So if you're following the person, you could do. Uh, the wrong thing yeah but if you're following the um, idea yeah. and if yeah. somebody falls short of that you push them to the side you know yeah you won't right so they very following off their leader yes that is true <laughs> right that that's that's why that they are that's my critique of them so i'm not going to say they quote unquote the left-wing party like you know yeah they are not centrist they're not right-wingers they are genuinely left-wing it's yes. just uh i don't approve of their methods yeah right uh, well, I approve of some of their methods. <laughs> but anyway, right. Uh, I'm neither condoning nor condemning these protests. Yeah. Right. Like and that. so, like, a lot of people said that, like, the protests failed. Yes. That, like, not enough people came out. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, they're using... So, there were, there were protests in 2021. Yes. They're using yeah. the scale of those crowds to measure... The, the, the scale of the crowds yesterday yeah and they're saying it's a much smaller turnout that's what the okay yeah the the narrative is Makes right sense. but 
I'd like to point out that I thought it was effective. Right? Okay. From Sunday, yesterday, and today, we haven't had load shedding at all. Yeah, that is true. Right? We haven't. Uh, there's uh, another thing, like, people will say, well, the, the army and, like, the police were all deployed. So yeah. this, this proves that they could be deployed all the time to be keep us safe, but they're not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's bad. That's right. So even though, like, not... Not a lot of people came out. The point was proven that, you know, the ANC can do stuff to make things better. It's just that they... They choose it, not to. It's only when there's a threat of violence or implied violence that they, they'll they actually do anything to... Yeah. Uh, to kind of ease tensions. Yeah. Right? So, in that sense, I thought they were very effective, Yeah. the protests. But, once again, I'm neither condemning nor condoning it. I... Yeah. Don't want to uh, put forward an opinion other than to say I think it was effective. That right? is, yeah, that's reasonable. So that's it for our news. Do you have anything else you want to add? Uh, just, just the one thing for the Liverpool supporter sitting next to me. <laughs> um, knocked out of the Champions League mm. last week. Six two. Yeah. On aggregate. Six two on aggregate. It's a bloody shambles, mate. But it is what it is. Listen. It happens. Okay, I know I came here and said last year <laughs> that we were going to bang Madrid 4-0, but I don't really believe that. Right? It, uh, no, let, let me take that back. I did believe. Okay. But I thought we'd need a lot of luck. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. We didn't even show up. Yeah. Even if we had luck, we deserve to lose, right? Yeah. The the perfor- like Madrid showed more urgency than us. And they were five two, right? They were the ones that wanted to win. Listen, and a lot of the time I defend Trent. Yes, Trent is not my favorite player. He just happens to be the person I talk about most because yeah, he's the one that gets attacked the most. So I have to defend him the most. Right, you go to war for Trent. Yes, because like both Walker and Reese James, right? Anytime they make a. <laughs> Anytime they make a mistake, <laughs> it just goes by. Yeah. Anytime Trent makes a small mistake, like say a player gets past him, yeah, and then the player runs into the <laughs> the the past the line, right, and they go out of play. Yeah, they'll still you know criticize Trent and say, oh, he got away from him. Yeah, but stuff like that, right? Yeah. But genuinely, this uh, this match yeah. week that passed so shocking, bro. Yeah, it's he didn't put in any effort. Even going forward, like a lot of his passes just went. Wild, it was yeah. very wayward. Yes, it yeah. was just such a poor performance, bro. I yeah. If uh, I should have put a proviso last <laughs> week, I said if we show up and we have luck, <laughs> we would have won four no, But genuinely, so poor, bro. We deserve to lose. So basically, if everything went right, you would have won. Yes, but unfortunately, everything did not go right. In fact, we lost one. <laughs> <laughs> Everything went wrong. <laughs> yes. But like that first that first leg I thought we were really unlucky. Yeah. It was like a two two draw. Yeah. But like Madrid got extremely lucky. So yeah. I was like, it's not gonna be one sided. But yeah. yeah, just totally the lack of effort from everyone, bro. It's so shocking. Yeah. <sighs> Right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, you're glad you got that out of your system, you I piece am. of shit. Yeah, I was sitting on that for a while. <clears throat> anyway, into the context for this Ant- movie, Ant-Man, right? This is a sequel to original recipe Ant-Man, obviously, and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. 
But it's also somewhat a sequel to the Loki TV show. Yes. Have you seen it? No. All right. <laughs> uh, let me give you a quick rundown just so you have some context. This is okay. the context section after all. <laughs> <laughs> this is the context section. Yes. That's how that works. So, do you know in Endgame... Yes. There's a Loki who escapes using the time stone. Yeah. Right? Because, like, the Hulk distracted everyone or something and he like touches the yeah. and he goes away right yeah and that's where this Loki TV show starts up okay it's following this variant yeah uh, from 2012 when you know he loses uh, against Avengers and he's being yeah taken away that's and he touches the time zone and he goes somewhere else right yeah so we find out there's an organization called the Time Variance Authority or the TVA Okay. So they prune like various timelines. Right. So when there's a anomaly, mm-hmm. an anomaly is if somebody uses uh, one of the infinity stones in a way that's not supposed to happen. I see. Okay. Yes. Right. So for example, Loki wasn't supposed to get away. He was supposed to be captured. Be captured. Go there. go back to Asgard. Yeah. Uh, for Thor two, I want to say. Uh, yeah, I think so. Right, he's in captivity in Thor too. Yeah. Right, but uh, so they come to prune him, and okay. they capture him. Right. And they take him to the TVA headquarters. Right. And okay. he meets a guy named Mobius. Oh. Mobius okay. is a TVA operator. Right. Uh, an agent. Right. Yeah. Uh, and they. <clears throat> so, uh, like I said, when I said an Infinity Stone does something that's quote-unquote not supposed to happen. What, do, yeah. what does that mean, not supposed to happen? Uh, maybe they have, like... I'm assuming it's, like, they've got kind of, like, timeline laws, and then if... Well, this is the thing. It's not, like, sub, you know, set law of the universe. Okay. The TVA is choosing what to prune and what to not to prune. So it's it's to their standards, not, like... Okay. Some universal law that they're following. Yeah. Right? And the reason they're doing that is they're maintaining something called the sacred timeline. Okay. Which is not one timeline. It's like a collection of timelines uh, that that lead to like a very similar result. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, this is the spoiler section for the Loki TV show. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Right? We find out that the person in charge of the TVA is someone called He Who Remains. Okay. He Who Remains is a variant of Kang. Oh. All right. right? Okay. Yeah. And he explains that there was a multiversal war between different versions of him. Okay. Until he, the He Who Remains, (laughs) (laughs) created the TVA and pruned all the timelines that led to the other Kangs. Okay. And the, the sacred timeline is what leads to him and, you know, other variants like him. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. So... At the end of Loki, they kill he who remains. Okay. And this undoes the... The sacred... The sacred timeline, right? Yeah. So all the timelines, uh, like, splinter off. Yes. This is what allows uh, multiversal travel in No Way Home. Right, okay. And in uh, the Doctor Strange movie when Wanda goes to the different universe. Yeah. Prior to that, we'd never seen uh, multiversal travel. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. only when he who remains died and the TVA became unraveled that, that you, multiversal that. travel became a possibility. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, uh, 
yeah uh the last thing uh, so that that's all you really need to know going into ant-man ant-man but just as a meta point this movie yeah it's a re- like a loose retelling of the wizard of oz oh i never even thought of that but yeah quantumania i also saw a lot of people like uh, well i just saw one guy compare it to tron do you know tron i uh, i know of tron tron was a movie in like the 80s yeah at for the time groundbreaking special effects but if you watch it now it just looks like total shit <laughs> right okay. but in yeah. 2011 they made a movie called Tron Legacy Tron Legacy yeah. yes and that's also a retelling of the wizard of oz right <laughs> okay. so a lot of people are comparing ant-man to tron <laughs> legacy and i'm like bro <laughs> yeah but anyway that that's just to point out to the avatar haters who called it unoriginal you know it's boring from other plots <laughs> Okay. Just letting them know that, you know, the majority of movies <laughs> take inspiration from, you know, other plots. Okay. So just letting you know, letting them know the haters. Makes sense. There's they have hate in their heart. What can I? Um I'm sorry that they have hate in their all right, heart. All right, all right. So we get to the opening scene. Yes. All right. The scene opens. So like we were saying last week, these Marvel movies are shot at a sound stage called the volume. Yes. Right. The opening scene ex- exemplifies what's wrong with the special effects. Okay. The backgrounds of the shot look static at like paintings instead of like a moving world. You know when Janet is like walking. Yeah. Right and we see Kang's ship. Yeah. Like crashing. The background it doesn't you know like the night sky you'll see like uh like twinkling twinkling and stuff like yeah. there's movement. Yeah. It just feels like a static painting. Honestly, in my notes at first I said the scale of this cave mm. is insane. because i didn't realize that it it wasn't a cave and mm. you know cave would be quite static but this this just looked like a cave if that makes sense hmm no okay but <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm sure you'll explain further as we go along yeah right? uh then we cut back to scott and he recaps the situation yeah you know to let us know where we are in the universe he just kind of mentions some stuff from end game yeah right just to catch us up yeah we find out cassie is a college sjw <laughs> <laughs> and she has no respect for the gosh darn law a <laughs> boys in blue she's disrespecting her boys in blue <laughs> she struck his cup yeah <laughs> Uh, but uh, the the inciting incident is when Cassie sends out a signal into the quantum realm and they are brought in by Modok. Yeah. So I just thought this was very silly. The extended plot of Janet having some like deep dark secret holds no narrative weight as we know that she's a good character and the Ant family will forgive any like perceived evil actions. Yeah. So you either make Janet's crimes genuinely unforgivable. Yeah. Or change it to like a better inciting incident like maybe they were fight like the ant family is fighting some other villain okay and you know yeah. like how janet uh, initially got sucked into the quantum realm like she just had to get too small and she uh, yeah. you know went there yeah maybe something like that happens to cassie yeah she like just takes it too far and gets uh, trapped in the quantum realm and they have to go in and save her it it would actually be set up perfectly because at the beginning she's learning how to use the suit still yes it it would have made a lot of sense to do it that way but yeah this this reasoning of janet uh, you know reluctantly reluctantly not wanting to go to the 
the quantum realm and stuff is so dumb. Yeah. Really, very silly. It it also, like, okay, no, it's fine. I'll get to that later. All right, and then. Uh, so the third option okay. <laughs> would be if Jenna genuinely did want to go back and help the war effort. Yeah. She's like. Oh yeah. And a good way you could still re- use this plot is, say she left. And yeah. when she came back, it's been like 60 years or something. Yeah. And this guy in that time has... Uh, He's created his empire. Yeah, something like... Maybe not 60 years, maybe like 10 years or something. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. An amount of time in which things can change drastically. Yes, yeah, so it's not like her fault. Because it wasn't her fault anyway in the... Yeah. Like, we, we'll get to the... They reveal it later, like, what she, quote-unquote, did. Yeah. Right? And it's not as, it's not bad. Like I said, there's no way they would make her... Uh, yeah. Like, do something genuinely bad that makes the rest of the Anne family hate her. Yeah. But, so that's why this whole, like... I don't want to say plot. What's the... The hook of the movie, right? The crux. The crux of this movie is just stupid. <laughs> right? That's why... <laughs> <laughs> uh, just um, so anyway then we get into the quantum realm yeah right and Janet says we'll talk about this later right and then they just proceed to walk around yeah. the quantum just, realm and just, just chat talk. about like just other random stuff you know there's plenty of time because yeah. like so you're fighting like a a conqueror right yeah uh, you they should know the stakes of the situation they, they I mean Janet kind of does she like no, but I mean, she needs to tell them. Yeah, that's that's another one of the things I noted down. Where it's like, it takes too long to get to what they're actually doing. Because a lot of the time, it's just like, oh, they're looking for us. Oh, uh, we're not meant to be here. Mm. But it's, it's not actually telling us why they're not meant to be there. Yes, it's just... It's an unnecessary mystery. Yeah. You know, we... <laughs> why on earth, bro? There's no need for this. Right? Um, uh, I like the seven holes joke. <laughs> uh, but before that, there's this, like, very sloppy editing sequence, right? Okay. Where yeah. they, they take Scott, they're like, drink the ooze, drink yeah. the ooze. Then it cuts away to, like, Janet, and she's meeting... Yeah. Those other people, and she like sort of play fights with that guy yeah. and stabs him, <laughs> and then he like <laughs> he, uh, he brings back, it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another silly scene, but you know, not a big deal. Yeah, uh, it's not as big a deal of like the motivation. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, then they cut back to Scott, and it's the exact same. Yeah, he's still drinking the ooze, right? Yeah, a cut is for like if you want to show a time skip. Yeah, so if you like. Oh, I need to go to the shop yeah. and get these ingredients. Either you could cut to the next scene being in the shop or the next scene, you're still in, like, your house, but you okay, have all yeah, the... House. Right? Yeah. That That's what a cut is for. Either that or, like, it's switching in between two scenes that are, like, paralleling each other. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I think about... Have you seen The Godfather? Uh, no. <sighs> I all right. know. I'm sorry. The, all right. In the final scene of The Godfather, we watched, like, Michael... Uh, it's the baptism of his nephew. Okay. He's literally becoming a godfather. Ah. Right? Ah. While uh, he's sending assassins to go kill his enemies. Okay. And he's literally becoming 
I mean, well, he already literally was, but he's figuratively yeah. becoming the godfather as the head of the yeah the mafia family as he's killing all his enemies, and they're switching between him at the baptism and, and the assassin killing one of his enemies. Okay, right. So it's it's showing two situations that are paralleling each other. That's what cuts are for, yeah. right? Scott cutting away, showing something, then cutting back, and he's doing the same thing is just a very sloppy editing. Yeah, well, they could have just like drank the ooze, the scene ends. Yeah. But I was I was thinking it's like a it's a juxtaposition, right? Because they so Janet is like she's very in control. She fights the guy, cuts off his arm, and then she gets a ride, right? But Scott's kind of he's more panicky. Uh, he's kind of worried about Cassie, and so it it kind of juxtaposes the the two. Even though you could just show it with like you could show the whole scene cut. Show the whole other scene. Yeah, that would still juxtapose it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I just don't think so. Yeah, I think it was just poorly done. Yeah, probably. Right. <laughs> uh, mm, it's a minor nitpick, right? But mm. I don't really understand the rules of this world. Okay. Like, how many people are visitors? Uh, that's a very good question. Because somebody says something that kind of imp- implies they they're like they're from the sky just like him, yeah. So the the implication I thought was Kang, the Ant family, and Modok are the only non-native people to the quantum realm. Yes. So why do they have this juice that makes you understand? <laughs> I mean, this ooze that makes you understand their language. Um, in in my mind, it's just because it's a convenient way to get them to speak the alien language sure but they could use technology yeah of course <laughs> like they they're bitch to space and stuff right? yeah uh, maybe one of the guardians gave Scott a uh, universal translation or something like that yeah. you know there's there's like a lot of different ways they could uh, but that's like the yeah how would they know to give him the ooze um, because I think I think the ooze is just something you drink, right? Yeah. Because people were like, it was being served at the bar. Yes. When Hank and uh, Janet and and Hope, uh, yeah, go there, right? Yeah. So I assume, I assume the ooze is just to drink for everyone. But yeah. how did they find out that a human drinking the ooze would? Um, that that's what I'm saying. Maybe Janet. Yeah, probably. I mean. Uh, it, it, it would then go back to who was the first human that they interacted with. That's what I'm saying. The implication is that it's only the Ant family, Kang and Modok, yeah, that are visitors. Yes. So Janet would have been the first one. Yeah. So then I guess maybe it's like a, a welcoming ritual or something. To and then the then news. she realized. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, that's mm. the best I've got for that one. Yeah, but th- that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I really like the joke. Is that building alive? <laughs> and the jelly man says, your buildings are dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great joke. Uh, can't believe you just called Veb the jelly man. Veb. Veb. What is he? Is he not a jelly man? He is a jelly man, oh. but he also has a name. Mm-hmm. It's like when I called James Cameron's wife, James Cameron's wife. Alright. Then we get to Kryla. Kryla, yes. I really like the music, uh, you know, that plays when, when he shows up. Yeah. But uh, played by uh, Bill Murray. 
notorious piece of shit. Oh. Like, uh, just everyone who's worked with him has, like, nasty things to say about him. He's just okay. not a nice person. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the scene, like, just before Kryla appears, right? Yeah. Janet, Hank, and Hope, they, they're, like, chatting. And uh, Janet says something like, you know, like, some call me a freedom fighter or a terrorist, depending on who you ask. Yeah. Right? And this goes back to, like, uh, our news of the week, right? Yeah. S- certain people will label the EFF protests as terrorism. Yeah. And other people will view it as, you know, fighting against a corrupt government. Yeah. Right? So... Makes sense to me. It's... 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 It's stuff like that, you know... Yeah. Uh, it's para- paralleling real world... Yeah. You know, fighting against oppression. Yeah. Hmm. But anyway... Uh... Once again, what are the rules of this world, right? Why does Bill Murray and like a few of them look human? Yeah, that I, I don't know. Big and what would the frame of reference be? You know, what? Because because like I said, Janet is the first person. Yes. To enter the quantum realm. Yes. We're assuming. Yes. So, their only uh, frame of reference for a human is a woman. Yeah. So how would he design a... How would he be a man? Yes. Uh, and a lot of people have said this, this is like a... This Ant-Man movie felt like a, a Star Wars movie. Yeah. You know, like the Mos Eisley Cantina where there's just like a bunch of different people in different costumes yeah. and stuff. This yeah. whole movie felt like, you know... Yeah. That kind of stuff. But like I said, oh, Wizard of Oz, you know. Yeah. That's also similar. Yeah, it's a very... Yeah, people are yeah. using very modern, uh, like, references, which they themselves are referencing. Yeah. <laughs> the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> mm. Everything goes back to the Wizard of Oz in the end. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I just don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's, again, it's just weird. The only thing I could maybe suggest is that when they first met when Janet and Krylar first met they uh, she described and this is implying that he turned into that yeah yes. no, yeah but what if he was just like that why do they look like humans I don't know if he was just like I don't know that was just my was. you know putting forward a theory that he used Janet's uh, you know impression of a man to yeah. like but what if he was just like that? I, then I don't know because there there would be no reason for him to look like that. That's what I'm saying. If like the native people should all be like one race, um, hmm. not necessarily. Because uh, it, it it just seems like why did how did these various races all evolve in this place? Uh, That's what I'm saying. It's very odd. It could just be like. Bacteria. You know how, like, you get different types of bacteria. Alright, fair enough. Um, it's like we've got animals on Earth, right? Yeah, 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 sure, sure. But then <sighs> animals became sentient too. And that's why we have, hmm. well, that's why they have, like, multiple hmm. sentient species. Anyway, they make the escape. Yep. And, uh,. They say this 
they say this line from Indiana Jones that are like where they're like uh, so I'm just gonna say the line from in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull because I can't remember the line from this movie <laughs> but I can't remember <laughs> the Indiana Jones one right um, he says uh, uh, I had a few love interests here and there and Marion says uh, what went wrong and he says they all had the same problem they weren't you <laughs> yeah. uh, Hank says something very similar to yeah. Janet but yeah not as well done as Indiana Jones I no, don't think definitely not <sighs> it, it seemed like that and again uh, sorry we keep coming this like uh, escape scene yeah it just feels like they're standing in a room yeah and the background doesn't look good there's certain like places and certain sequences that just look like pure shit yeah it's it's and this is why I wanted to do this movie after Avatar because <laughs> <laughs> juxtaposition yes, the juxtaposition between this where like so poorly done so poorly thought out you know yeah not implemented well at all versus avatar which is just perfect yeah right the the and i'm pretty sure i said it last week these disney crooks are finished <laughs> that's what i thought right everyone would see avatar and they'd be like we're finished with this <laughs> it's over <laughs> we don't want this shit anymore right yeah uh but yeah uh the next thing is Modoc hunting Scott and Cassie. Yeah. Uh, Modoc, so Modoc, you know, we're talking about effects looking like shit. Yeah. Modoc looks like shit, especially. Oh. I didn't like it at all. That poor right. guy. It's right. not his fault he has a big head. <laughs> and I understand, like in the comics, Modoc is used for comedic relief, uh, usually, right? So yeah. he's used as he would be. Yeah. in the comics it's just I feel like they really underutilized him and yeah. like they wasted him yeah they did because cause like he could have survived this movie and like yeah. showed up down the line or something uh, he could have had a mm. little Vegeta arc going on <laughs> yeah uh, have you seen Shark Boy and Navigal yes right <laughs> a lot of people have been posting online like George Lopez's character from <laughs> Shark Boy and Lava Girl versus Modoc and like this movie from the early 2000s looks better than <laughs> than this awful bro awful uh, <sighs> now we get to Kang Kang right an like, hour into the movie like I said earlier well he, we met him in the first scene yeah but then like actually introduced to him because like he just he shoots that thing in the first scene yeah, yeah. That's... Well, but I mean, he's the the titular wizard of Oz, right? <laughs> you don't immediately meet him when you get to Oz. You have to go on the road, right, and eventually get to him. Okay, yeah, I see. But then, what wishes is he granted? To go back. But he's, he's not granting their wish. He's... No, but the... See, it's just a loose retelling, right? Because at the end, the wizard is a fraud. Yes. In this, Kang is not a fraud. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's using the structure, but it's not a okay, direct so it's, adaptation. It's not actually the Wizard of Oz. It's just religion. Yeah. Okay, got you. Just the setting and the structure, but not yeah. the every single element. Okay. Hmm. Makes sense. Right. Cool. So, like I said earlier, they were never going to make Janet do something unforgivable. 
Yeah. And then now that we find out what it is, it's even lamer. Yeah. She worked in good faith with this guy when when she found out that he was evil, she fights against him. Yeah. She literally did nothing wrong. Yeah. Right. Uh so like <laughs> that's why I'm like this this it's a false mystery. There's no like actual tension. Yeah. Because we know there's there's no way she's ever going to be a genuinely bad person. Yeah. That's why I'm saying this could have been rewritten Uh, yeah. yeah like I spent like a few seconds thinking about it <laughs> and, and like I found a way around the stride yeah it was just so again I keep saying silly but it's so stupid bro <laughs> truly truly yeah. and I kind of like this movie so <laughs> <laughs> I gave it like a six which is not bad yeah it's fine it's it's yeah. all right Yeah. But yeah, anyway, Kang. It's I feel like it's one of those movies that you watch for enjoyment and not for analysis. I guess, yeah. It, it's just one of those like like the crappy rom-coms that I watch. Well, any movie can have a, me- a me- meaning. Yeah. It's just usually Okay, never mind. We'll get to it later. I watch Avatar for pleasure. That is true. And it can also be analyzed. Yeah. Mm. But not all movies can. All right, whatever. Oh, I disagree. That's the point of this podcast. That, <laughs> <laughs> that all movies can yeah, be analyzed. That, uh, whether or not the director knows it, they're putting a message in their movie. Okay. Right. Interesting. Yes. Uh, like I said, a- anything that like they say or do can yep. be interpreted in any way, right? Okay. I see. So even... uh if they have like a a world view they're working from yeah that's going to come out in their art so whether yes. they're intending it or not they are every you know thing that they do tells you something about them okay so i believe every movie has something to say it tells you something about the person who created it okay but uh not everyone is good <laughs> not, they're not all good at yes. telling their story. Well, or, or just a good movie. <laughs> Full stop, right? Okay. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Anyway. He says, uh, "I don't like the li- uh, initially. I don't like the line where he's like, 'You want Avenger? Have I killed you before?' <laughs> right? And he's like, 'You're not the one with the hammer, are you?' <laughs> like those things. I just found it like." Once again, very silly. Because the, que- the questions are self-answering. If he's killed him, how would he know? You know. Either he was the person who died or yeah. he wasn't there so he wouldn't know. Yeah. So uh, there's that one. And he obviously doesn't have a hammer with him. So he's not the one with that. <laughs> right. But uh, a little bit later, he calls him Ant-Man. without anybody ha- t- telling Kang his yeah. name is Ant-Man. So uh, yeah. in hindsight, I'm like, oh, maybe he's just fucking with it. Yeah. <laughs> he's, just, <laughs> he's just saying stuff to like scare him, right? Yeah, I think he is. Because, yes, uh, he calls him Ant-Man. And then like later on, he says, you talk to ants. Yeah. And he's, we've never seen him interact with ants at that point. That's, yeah. why, that's why I'm pretty sure Kang knows who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh there was something I was going to say on that. But I don't remember now. That's fine. Okay, so I watched this movie two times. Once when it came out and yeah. in the spot speak to write this 
you know i just took some notes uh, as i was writing so on the first watch i just felt like that heist scene was very contrived okay because they the previous ant-man movies are about heists yeah so they needed to find a way to tie in a heist and yeah. i just thought it was very like i said contrived silly yeah uh but yeah on rewatch jared explains that is because scott has pump particles that's why yes. he can make the the core smaller yeah so it can be used again yeah right but i'm still i'm still kind of uh think it's it's silly right because kang he's a super genius from the future yes he, he should be able be to figure yeah. out pump particles which hang pum in i think it's implied he created in like the 50s yeah maybe later I, I but no janet idea. disappeared 30 years ago yes which is the 90s the 90s current day so at least in the 90s he had pump particles yes so this guy from the future can't figure it out yeah it does seem it's, a bit uh, it's a bit weird <laughs> so that's why on first viewing i was like they just had to find a way to get scott you know yeah. and he has uh i was going to say tools his skills are <laughs> are doing a heist right so yeah. that's why this heist seems contrived but even thinking about it i'm like kang should figure a way out out of this like a lot of these things make kang seem like lame yeah uh well we'll we'll get to it just now but this for example like uh him not being able to fix the ship yeah janet having to be the one that like uh that sorts that, out is well yeah is that does a lot of perfect. stuff to yeah to uh work out the the power core yeah it's just he it makes him seem lame like yeah what does he do yeah right? but also they somewhere towards like the middle of the movie they're like he has technology that we haven't even thought of yet yes <sighs> and it's like what how can he not just create this thing that he needs mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh and uh you know the thing that like Scott he had one singular goal of saving Cassie. Yeah. That's why all the the Ant-Man work together. Yeah. What in Kang if he gets there there's different where he splits up, right? Yeah. All of them want to leave the quantum realm. So they would have one singular goal so they would do yes, the same thing. Yes. It's yeah. it's <sighs> it's just once again that whole scene is just so stupid <laughs> as the, the majority of this movie just ugh. but maybe it's because the ant men think like ants so they know to climb on top of each other hmm. it's a very weak excuse but it's an excuse hmm. so this guy's never seen ants before he's never seen no. things climb on top of each other <laughs> like unreal <laughs> like krylo says Hence, what are those? Do we have them down here? Mm. <laughs> But in the so Kang is the new Thanos, right? Yes. And uh so like I mentioned in the context section uh in Loki, yeah, he dies. Yes. In this movie he's defeated. It's unclear whether he dies or not. Yes. Uh And like I said he couldn't uh create this technology that existed hundreds of years before <laughs> he he was born yeah. even though he's a future super genius yeah. all of the stuff just makes him seem lame yeah he's supposed to be 
you know, the big bad for the next uh, phase of movies. Yeah. And the way they've set him up is very lame. Yeah. I would have preferred that they just didn't do it in an Ant-Man movie. Yeah. They could have done it in, like, either in an Avengers movie or Definitely. perhaps, like, a Fantastic Four movie. Oh, yeah, actually. Right? Yeah. Because uh, Kang is actually a Fantastic Four villain. Yeah. And then he, like, kind of became an Avengers villain later on, but he yeah. was initially a... Yeah, so, we, we were actually speaking about this before we started recording, right? But we were. Nathaniel Richards, Kang the Conqueror, is a descendant of Reed Richards, the, the leader of the Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah. Right? And Reed is, like, the smartest person in the Marvel Universe, uh, at least in the comics. Uh, yeah. We haven't seen him in the main universe in the movies, right? Yeah. We've seen John Krasinski in uh, a different universe. Yeah. And Ewan Grufford in the 2000s Fantastic Four movies. Yeah. But we haven't seen one in the MCU. Yeah. Right? So... I think it would have been cool to introduce him in a Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, mm. it would have. Or like, like, probably the best would be an Avengers movie, because he is the he's going to be the Avengers villain. Yes. So in the same way, Thanos was introduced in uh, the end of the Avengers. What? The end of the Avengers. Oh yeah. Okay. In the post credit scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the uh, Avengers. Yes, the, the first Avengers. Yeah, the post credits scene. Uh, his little mate, I can't remember the mate's name, but he says something like, to court death, uh, to go against the Avengers would be to court death. Yeah. And then I'm like, yes. So he just, does, he, I don't think he says anything. I think he just turns around and smiles. Yeah. So like stuff like that where you're just teasing it. Yeah. And in the Avengers movie, because he's going to be a Avengers villain down the line. Yeah. Similarly, I think we're just talking in circles now. Definitely. About, yeah. <laughs> uh, the last thing I want to say... Oh, uh, Not the last thing. Yeah. But I think it would have been cool if he were, like, the advisor. Uh, like, there there was a established hierarchy in the, in the quantum realm. Yes. And he came in, like, off the street, and yeah. he's worked his way up into being, like, the advisor to the king. Okay. And then, like, he loses... I mean, not losers, but... Do you know what a Xanatos Gambit is? No. Do you know the TV show Gargoyles? Children's program Gargoyles? I think I heard of it. Well, the villain's name is Xanatos. Ah. Right? So Xanatos, he always sets up a situation where... If he wins or he loses, he still wins. Oh, right, right, okay. So if he loses, he's put himself in a situation where he can get a bigger win. Yeah. Uh, example of this would be Loki in the first Avengers movie. Yeah. So Loki's plan is he needs to get back to Asgard. Yeah. So he loses the battle against Avengers, but he gets taken to Asgard as punishment, which is what he was trying to do, right? Yeah. So that was his Xanatos gambit. If... And I'm not saying they have to reuse stuff from before, right? I don't want him to be... When I'm saying he's the next Thanos, I don't want him to literally be the next Thanos. <laughs> I mean, infinity gauntlet. I mean, snap. he needs to be given the same sort of, uh, like, power. Not like respect, you know, like uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, as Thanos, not yeah, not the the exact same. Uh, just yeah, but uh, like I said, the the treatment. He needs yeah. to be more feared. 
He right. Needs- and like I said, these first two appearances, he's died. Yeah. Well, he, he, I don't, you know, sorry, I don't know if he died in this one. Well. It's kind of it's, implied. Yeah. But he could have survived. Yeah. But, yeah. <sighs> he's just like, he doesn't have the same oomph as Thanos. Yes. And he's supposed to be an even bigger yeah, villain. But you, you just don't see it. Yes. Uh, anyway, the final thing I'll say is this. Uh, have you ever, like, been in right-wing forums? Uh, no. Alright. Well, I... When I was younger, I used to frequent right-wing forums. Yes. Why are you saying yes like that? Because you've told me about this Alright, alright, alright. Yes. Uh, and from time to time, I still have a look to see what they're talking about. But just it's usually just, like, deranged racist stuff. <laughs> right? But... Yeah, okay. So, they make fun of black people. Right? Well, okay. well... <laughs> Uh, so black people, they there's something called a hoe tip. Okay. Do you know what that is? No. They like. Uh, so they say stuff like we used to be kings in Africa oh. before, you know, slavery took us away. Yeah. But okay. obviously, that's very. Not everyone can be a king, right? There's one king of the of the people. Yeah. Right. But anyway, so they they say stuff like we were kings, but because of their accent, it's a, it sounds like we were kings. Uh, right, so the right wing makes fun of them <laughs> by calling them kangs. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the optics are looking good no. <laughs> because Kang, <No. laughs> Kang is a black guy <laughs> in this movie, and right. he's been defeated twice. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, but I'm just saying, uh, I'm sure they'll be making a lot of memes with uh, definitely something with Kang yeah. to make fun of black people. So, uh, uh that's the last thing I want to say about Kang. Uh, this paragraph or this point is my main sort of thesis of the movie it's called the commodification of dissent okay so the idea is best illustrated in the Black Mirror episode have you seen Black Mirror? no (sighs) once again yeah alright so Black Mirror is a anthology series which means every episode takes place in its own universe yes right and the second episode of the first season is this one where they ride bikes for electricity. Okay. And they have this talent show. Okay. So, I'm not explaining it well. <laughs> Look, there's like an underclass of people, okay. right? Yes. And in the underclass, they all they do is they ride bicycles to create energy. Yes. And that in they like they get food like apples and stuff. Yeah. And then they have a room where they watch TV. Okay. So. Uh, this guy he put like he puts a not a knife like a cut loss yeah to his throat right and he gets on this no he he is on the talent show right yes but no one's listening to him so he takes that glass pulls it up to his throat yeah right and he gives this impassioned speech about like criticizing the system okay then we see like there's like a cut and the next week, he has his own talk show where he holds the piece of glass to, <laughs> <laughs> to his throat and he and like he gives speeches. Okay. Right. So they've taken his critique of their system and rolled it into their system oh. and started commodifying it. Right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, if like you read left wing scholars, call like capitalism a living, breathing, you know, uh, machine. Yeah. It adapts. It you know, it takes in critiques of itself and. You know, uh, it commodifies it, but it's out commodities. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. So what it it takes in these ideas, right? Yeah. It sanitizes it and like defangs it from having, you know, the radical like taking a radical idea, defanging it, and then presenting it back to you, and com- and commodifying the dissent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. So. Uh, we have a running commentary in the movie praising left-wing ideas. For example, Cassie being against the cops. Yeah. Her convincing Scott to help the native people against an oppressive force. Yeah. Uh, she says, just because it's not happening to you doesn't mean it's not happening. Yeah. Uh, Janet saying that she's a freedom fighter or terrorist. We yeah. mentioned that. Uh, yeah. In the opening scene, Scott says Hope is doing these real superhero things like creating affordable housing. Yeah. Etc. Etc. Yeah. Uh, in the final act, Hank says, I know socialism is a charged word, but I really think we can learn a lot from these ants. <laughs> right? Yeah. He actually doesn't even say that. Uh, Hope cuts him off before he finishes his sentence. But yeah. he was going to say ants. He says these and then trails off. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, the movie was produced by the Disney Corporation. That right? it was. <laughs> they are the oppressive <laughs> force that people are fighting against. Right? <laughs> Uh, and they're stone cold capitalists, right? The ideas being presented here are just hypocrisy. Yeah. But Disney knows that's what certain people in the audience wants to hear, so it commodifies the scent of itself. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm not saying this is an explicit thing. Like, uh, maybe they told the writer you have the freedom to write whatever, and that writer was like, "Oh well, uh, you know, I like these ideas. Let me put them in the movie." Yeah. Right. So. Uh, Maybe the writer wasn't thinking of it consciously, but you know, like last week we were talking about the cultural appropriation. Yeah. I don't think James Cameron intended to do cultural appropriation, but it doesn't matter if you intended to or not. It's what happened, right? Yeah. Similarly, I don't think the writer or the creator of this movie intended to commodify dissent, but But it's it's what happened. Yeah. Right? Right. Uh, uh, Yeah. So, in Intention is ir- irrelevant when we're yeah. talking about that, right? Yep. Uh, Modoc. Modoc. Yes. <laughs> so dumb. Right? <laughs> as much as Kang was wasted, Modoc was wasted much more. Uh, Cassie, his entire character changing when Cassie said, Don't be a dick. <laughs> awful. Truly, <laughs> truly awful. Right? I wanted to walk out and request a refund <laughs> from the theater when I saw this, bro. Uh, like, he could be Kang's long-term sidekick. Yeah. Or, like, a, a villain in his own right. Absolutely, yeah. Killing him off was just... Like, I think we already spoke about this, but, like, just a, a dumb move. Yeah. <laughs> now, that being said, I laughed the, lo- the hardest <laughs> at his death scene. <laughs> <laughs> Throughout this, that's the funniest joke in this whole movie. <laughs> when he's dying, he's like, Scott, you are my brother. <laughs> he's like, um, yeah, I guess. <laughs> he's like, and I died as an Avenger. <laughs> and he was like, yep, yep, one of the Avengers. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, I really did feel like... <laughs> The death was so stupid, but it made me... Because <laughs> I saw a meme, right, that had, it said, Avenge the Fallen, and, like, the A was, <laughs> was on a picture of Modoc. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> anyway, the next thing is The Wasp. The Wasp. So if you've noticed, I've been calling this movie Ant-Man Quantumania. Yes. When really the name of the movie is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Yes. This, a, this is a silent protest against the lack of screen time for the Wasp. Hope Van Dyne. I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was doing a protest this whole time, folks. Wow. Mm. But then... Certain people will call it brave. And those people are right. <laughs> I applaud those people <laughs> for seeing the truth of the situation. Right. Or you could argue that, you know, Janet is also the wasp. Yeah. And she, the wasp in the title could be referring to her. Yeah, it could. In the same way, Hank, Hank Pym is Ant-Man. Yeah. And Scott is Ant-Man. Yeah. Janet and Hope are both the wasp. Yeah. So, I don't care. <laughs> I really wish we had more of Hope. Yeah, yeah. I really, it sucks how she was shafted, bro. As a title, as a what do you a titular, titular character? character well, but should. that's what I'm saying. She she might not be the titular wasp. It might be Janet. But okay, yeah. Who Janet did get, actually gets a lot more screen time. That's what I'm saying. She yeah. might be the titular wasp. Yeah, but she doesn't act as the wasp. Hmm. She doesn't do the whole. She doesn't have and a, flying. Yeah, thing. yeah. But she's still the wasp. I mean, she's kind of like a a legacy wasp. Is Tony Stark Iron Man when he's out of the suit? No, I would say no. Oh. I would say he's just Tony Stark. I mean, billionaire genius Play, guy. Playboy yeah. philanthropist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just Tony Stark. Yeah, okay, well, I disagree. I think they still... Okay. The hero... Maybe Tony Stark was a bad example. But yeah. <laughs> is Hank Pym still the <laughs> Ant-Man when he's out of his suit? But he's doing research with ants. So technically he counts as an ant. That's what I'm saying. Janet is the wasp. She's a wasp. She is has she... a very waspy personality. <laughs> Do you know what a uh, wasp is? Like the, the little insect? No. White Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Oh. Yeah, she fits that description. Well, I don't know if she's a Protestant. Hmm. But like, uh, uh, up until Obama, yeah, all the presidents were wasps. <laughs> or the recent president, U.S. presidents were wasps. Okay. Right. That's that's where I know that title from. Okay. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, Joe Brandon, he's a Catholic. Okay. Uh, Trump is orange. <laughs> He's a freaking Cheeto. <laughs> how can, how can you know, a chip from the Frito Corporation be the president? It just, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh, oh, but yeah, but anyway, they totally shafted hope in this movie. That that's the yeah. point I was trying to yes. make. I I didn't like it because like she doesn't get like a lot of shine in the previous two. Yeah, like she's a part of the team, but like. She's just kind of there. She's just kind of there, bro. Like, uh, I really don't like how... Yeah. She was shafted. I get you. So, anyway. Uh, the original ending was for both Scott and Hope to be trapped in the quantum realm. Oh. And Kang was going to escape. Okay. And I feel that's a way better ending. Yeah. Right? Because one, so well, yeah. you know, we were saying like he seems lame. Yeah. Like if he won. <laughs> right? If he won, he wouldn't be so lame. If he won and he like killed Hank Pym, that would have been a 
Yeah. You know, like I said, now we know he's a threat. Yeah. He killed original recipe Ant-Man. Yeah. And uh yes, he uh trapped Ant-Man and the Wasp in the the quantum the realm. quantum realm. You know, he would just seem like a much more credible threat. Yeah. Now he just seems like and uh, so uh, that this is the thing did he die because Scott throws uh pump particles at him. Yeah. And it's he, he seems to shrink. Yeah. But they're at the smallest place you can be in the quantum realm. So oh, where would he shrink? I. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. there an even more quantum realm? <laughs> Is there a quantum realm? Yeah, a quantum realm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, either way he was defeated. Yes. That's why I'm like so lame. Uh, we keep going back to this. I need to stop saying <laughs> so lame. So lame. It's so lame. But yeah, the uh, I really like that alternate ending better. Yeah. The way this ended. Also, I I feel like they should have definitely killed off someone. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, that's like, why I said Hank Pym. Yeah, like right. Modok does not count as mm. being killed off because Well, and he's a villain. Yeah, you need to kill like, a a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. You have to create some sort of threat. Be- like at the end is... of uh, Infinity War when all half the people die. Yeah. That's the you need to have yes. something. Or like before that when he kills Vision and yeah. he pulls the thing out of his uh Yeah, the brutality of yes, pulling the mind. We need out. to understand that Kang is a threat. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The socialism ants. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. This, this really like I already spoke about it in the commodification of dissent. Yeah. It's like I assume there's people who'll be like, "Oh, Prish, I thought you'd love this. It's about <laughs> socialism mens." <Yeah. laughs> oh, because I have seen like right wingers uh, be like, "Folks, the Sandman movie is communist propaganda." <laughs> <laughs> because of the ads. Yes, because of the ads. <laughs> but like. <laughs> if if you look at the subtext of it and Hank Pym is a billionaire industrialist he's uh, pretty much has the same backstory as Tony Stark yeah right so and hope she's a billionaire as well and you know all these yeah these projects she's doing is like probably neoliberal bullshit so like <laughs> i understand the words that they're saying but their actions don't match their words yeah so this is not communist propaganda sorry to break it to <laughs> <laughs> like i said this is just the disney corporation uh they assume that this is what certain people in the audience wants to hear yeah so they put it in so they can sell more tickets that's the beginning of end of it yeah right uh, then we get to the end scene and i kind of like this the meltdown no yeah 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 but i mean like uh it's like a sign of things to come. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Right. When cuz he he has to pay for his coffee. Yeah. And then when he takes a bite of the cake it tastes like shit. Yeah. So like something is wrong. Yeah. You know like <laughs> it's not one thing precisely but there's just something wrong. Yeah. Cuz um, there's something rotten in the steak of, of Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Because originally at the beginning it's like perfect, you know. He walks down the street, bright smile on his face. He's waving at everyone. He gets the free coffee. Everything's perfect. Yeah. And then now at the end, after he's gone to the quantum realm and come back, everything's mm. falling apart in some way. Mm. But we don't know how yet. Mm. Mm. And that's 
relatively exciting. So, yeah, that's why I really like this ending scene. Yeah. It's just the movie preceding it. There's so many... <laughs> <laughs> there's so many different ways it could have gone. It's really... didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, well, I did like it. Yeah. And I, I don't want this to be like a... M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> third actress <laughs> I like Marvel movies <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh right? could you the reason I critique them is because uh, you know I'd like them to get better yeah right <laughs> if if I didn't uh, if I didn't if I wasn't interested I just wouldn't watch them I would just uh, do something else yep fair But, enough yeah my cousins every time I'm complaining about a Marvel movie my other cousins not this cousin he uh, they uh do they know you're my cousin no i don't think we've mentioned it no we have not all right but now they do yeah anyway my other cousins <laughs> they they always say like oh you hate marvel when i'm uh, critiquing a marvel movie no i love marvel <laughs> in fact i'm a bigger marvel fan than them but <laughs> that's beside the point right um so the first post credit scene is the council of kings Yeah. I just So, you know what we were saying about the movie? Yeah. It just doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. Because uh in the movie Kang says they banished me. They were frightened of me. Yeah. So the most scary Kang was defeated by Ant-Man. Yes. So I mean, <laughs> why should we be worried worried about the rest of them? You know, yeah. it's uh like I said like I've been saying He dies at the end of Loki. Yeah. He possibly dies at the end of this one. He seems like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason to be threatened by this man. Right? Yeah. It's Yeah. There's just oh, no heft. I, we never really mentioned about I really like Jonathan Major's performance. Okay. Both in uh, Loki and in this one. Okay. I really like him as yeah. an actor. I just okay. don't like the character. Yeah. I think we should Yeah. make that distinction. Yeah. I mean that I also yeah. really like Paul Rudd. Yeah. I'm very uh susceptible to that man's charms. <laughs> <laughs> uh I just have a little chuckle whenever I see him. <laughs> All right. Um the second post-credit scene is Owen Wilson and Loki uh watching a Kang variant called Victor Timely. Yeah. Right. So this is what I was saying about following on from the Loki TV show. Yeah. He who remains dies, the timeline unravels. and Loki when he gets back to the TVA uh Owen Wilson doesn't remember him. Yeah. So I assume Loki took him to show him a Kang variant. Yeah. Uh that's all I can take from that scene. And yeah. well, his name is Victor Timely, right? Yeah. Timely is what Marvel Comics used to be called. Yeah. They used to be called Timely then they changed I think Atlas. Okay. And then became Marvel in like the 60s. Okay. But yeah. I think that was just a small nod to the original. Yeah, their past. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I have. Yeah. Okay. Well, your notes? I mean, you I haven't said it. Like you've just been like, you know, once in a while looking at uh Yeah. You have uh, so many notes, you haven't said anything. Yeah, there's there's a lot of notes. All right, all right, go from uh, the beginning. Okay. Uh let's see. What I I'm trying to Okay, let's see what we have that's like already that hasn't been said already. Um you can just say whatever and then I mean there's okay yeah there's there's a little thing where um uh what's his name Quaze I think the mind reader yeah where he he tells Veb that 
uh, Scott has seven holes. Yeah, we. <laughs> but I think there's eight. Hmm. Hmm. What are those? The two nostrils, two ear holes, hmm. um, mouth. That's what five. Uh, belly button six, butt seven. But then there's also a hole that you pee from. Mm. I counted that and I got seven. One, two, yeah, three, three, four, four five, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, th- I think I wasn't counting my belly button. Like, because the belly button doesn't go... Yeah. Anyway. I, I would say that it, it counts as a whole. I don't know about that. Because I'm assuming, like, you know how Vib is... What's like, inside the belly button? The skin? I yeah, so there's no hole. But it... It just seems like a hole because the skin is... Yeah. Pulled in there. But it's not a hole. It just seems like a hole. But it used to be part of your digestive tract, right? And then when you're... When yeah. They cut the... But I'm saying, put your finger in your belly button. Can okay. you feel the back? Yes. It's skin. Okay. Well, I don't know, because... So it only seems like a hole. So you don't have a belly button. You just have skin there. Uh, what? No, I have I have a belly button. Your finger's not going in. <laughs> there. All right. And it's skin. Well, I don't know. So, so it's not a hole. Because the belly button, like, twists, right? I don't know if yours does that, but mine is, like, twisted. So it's like, you know, if you have, like, a... I don't know. What's a good example? If you have like a water bottle and you twist it, yeah, right, then it just kind of twists into a, a very small thing. But it's still skin. That's what I'm saying. Okay. It doesn't like your ear. It leads into your inside, right? Uh, does it? Inside your head. Well, it it leads into like your nasal cavities and behind your eyes and your sinuses and stuff. Is that not inside your head? Well, I guess yeah. Does your mouth lead inside your body? Yes. Your anus? Yeah. It's usually well, an exit. Yeah, it, it usually But you can enter. Out. Yeah, I guess you could. Your urethra? Yeah, okay. Urethra is an exit, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. You can enter and exit through all these holes <laughs> except the belly button. That's why I wasn't counting okay. the belly button. Okay, I see. Yes, makes sense. Mm. But then, do you count eye sockets as holes? Hmm. But what? the eyes don't come out. Water comes out, but eyes don't. Yeah, but you could scoop out an eyeball. But it's covered up. Here, we're saying it's a, ho- a hole, right? Okay, just if like you're, a hole, hole. If you're missing eyes, then yeah, we can count it. But uh, in the movie, Scott isn't missing an eye. Okay, yeah. Maybe if there was Nick Fury. <laughs> <laughs> They'd say seven or eight holes. <laughs> Scott's got seven, but Nick has eight. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, his eye is still there. Yeah, it's still there. It's just yeah. been scratched. Yeah. Yeah, so it wouldn't work. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay, yeah. Mm. Um, there's also a lot of little things, like um, uh, when the jet lands. You know when there's uh, when they're meeting Krylar at that party thing, and the jet lands and everything rumbles? Mm. I thought that was kind of cool. Mm. Like, it's it's not a main point of... Like I said, the, the music that plays when he lands. Yeah. Outstanding. Yeah. I just... I, I think that scene is quite nice. Mm. Also, when they... Um, they throw the little pim capsule thing at the alien sitting in the drink, 
and then it gets yes, big and it yes. kills them. <laughs> because like uh, Bill Murray was having the time yeah. of his life yeah. chowing that fucking thing, bro. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it is a comic, you know. Yeah. Response. <laughs> that yeah, that is really good. Um, and then there's also where where did Darren's body go? Because he's like he's a head and he has arms and he has legs. But where's the rest of his torso gone? So you remember how he so he doesn't have real pump particles. Yeah. You you remember the first movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> so the first movie is about him. He's like a he was Hank Pym's protege, right? Yeah. And Hank Pym leaves yeah. the company. So he's trying to recreate pump particles. Yeah. So he has a very fucked up version of pump particles. Okay. So I assume when he became small, it fucked yeah. up his body and his head became big but the body oh, is right, small. Okay. Yeah. So certain parts of him are big like they had certain parts are small like the rest the, of him. The rest of him. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's why I I assume that's why it worked because that's not the that's not the comic Modoc uh origin story. Yeah. He's just some guy uh <laughs> that like aim he works for aim. Yeah. I think he was a scientist at aim. Okay. We saw aim in Iron Man 3. Yeah. They were killians. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. He's a aim thing. He has nothing to do with Darren Cross and the quantum realm and huh. but uh you know like I was saying because he had fucked up pump particles it kind of makes sense why they made him Modoc. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. That's fair. <clears throat> reasonable um and then there was another all right yeah so you know when scott goes into the probability storm hmm. and he like he's fine until he gets to the like i guess the ground of it and he then he starts multiplying why does he wait well not wait but why is he given that time but hope as she's flying in she's already multiplying i don't know i think maybe like he so this is like a thing from rick and morty okay actually the writer of this movie his name is jeff loveness yeah he's, Rick... he's a ricky rick and morty writer he oh. was previously a rick and morty writer and the guy who wrote the loki tv show okay. his name is michael waldron Yeah. Also former Rick and Morty TV writer. Okay. So, yeah, Marvel have poached those guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, in Rick and Morty, right? Yeah. There's a, a similarly like a probability storm. Yeah. There's characters, it's when they're uncertain, that's when Okay. Uh, but if someone is certain, they don't uh, pop off into true Okay. possibilities, right? Yeah. So like in the TV show Rick he is very certain about something so yeah. he doesn't split but okay. his grandchildren they have lots of wor- worries and are uncertain about things and they just start multiplying okay right yeah. so similarly i would think maybe in the beginning scott was certain then as soon as he started having doubts that's when the when they started the, multiplying yeah he started multiplying and the copies started popping up okay. that could be it or maybe he just wasn't close enough yeah uh yeah yeah okay And then uh there was one more thing. What was it? Oh, there's a really cool little thing where um you know uh Cassie becomes big in the final scene. Yeah. And like her and Scott hug and then they shrink 
and at the same time Hope runs in and they're all the same size mm. I think it's just really cool how they did that mm. Mm. I don't remember that oh. but <laughs> oh. now that you're, you're reminding me right the yeah. first time I watched it yeah I didn't realize that she was big yeah right me, yeah we we spoke about this it yeah I didn't like I think I may have just like looked at my phone for a second and then when I looked back up uh, yeah uh she had uh, transformed right <laughs> but like because you don't really get scale in the uh the quantum, the quantum realm, realm. Yeah. it's not like in on earth you're comparing it to like the buildings around you and like yeah. uh cars around you but we, you don't really 100% understand the scale of the quantum realm so it doesn't yeah. it doesn't make sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> but now when i watched it again this week yeah uh preparing for this i saw it's clearly explained <laughs> <laughs> oh you see her clearly yeah uh become bigger but yeah yeah that was just i thought it was really cool that they she like she collapses into scott's arms and they both shrink down to the size of uh yeah um yeah that's that's really like the main things and they weren't even that main but mm. yeah any closing thoughts on it um it's like i said earlier it's um it's It's one of those movies that uh it's just kind of enjoyable. Like I don't know if I'd I know you were you you had the whole thing where you like you can find analysis in any movie. You can analyze any movie and it would be It's not our sound. You'd have a, right. a take away from that. <laughs> it's not at all our sound, but okay. <laughs> Carry on uh, defaming me. I've I kind of I have movies that are like analysis and then just fun to watch and i would group this as fun to watch right just fun to experience mm. it's kind of a like avatar uh, okay avatar's both yeah sure it's fun to experience it's yeah it it is fun to experience mm. um you don't seem sure it is the seems like you have hate in your heart but whatever <laughs> i've called it the comedic relief movie Hmm. Cuz yeah. And look, this is the thing uh, we've spoken about this a lot, but in Marvel movies they don't give you time to grieve. Yeah. Or they don't let a a sad moment be a sad moment. Yeah. Even in pure straight up comedies, the a sad thing will happen and the characters acknowledge that yeah. a sad thing has happened, nobody like will make a joke. Yeah. Uh they'll just have like a little bit of respect. Yeah. In Marvel movies they <laughs> it's just someone will die and someone will just make a quip or something like uh Yeah. E- even like with the the Modok death scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an extended joke. <laughs> like I said the funniest joke of the movie. They have this issue and I would say Thor Love and Thunder was the biggest uh perpetrator. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This Ant-Man movie I think it was a bit more appropriate in terms of comedy. Okay. Even though like I said, <laughs> the death scene of Modok, but he's like a you know, he's not like an emotional character, he's like a yeah. sci-fi weird he's just, thing. So he yeah. yeah. He's kind of there to laugh at anyway. Mm. Any any other thoughts? Mm, no, that's about it for me. All right. Can you get two recommendations. two recommendations from uh not two recommendations what? as in one two recommendations going to as in 
Oh, going to movies next. What? Our next topic. Oh, yes. The next topic. Oh, that yes. Okay, yes. The next topic that we're going to is recommendations. Is recommendations. Yes. Not give me two recommendations. Okay, yes. All right. Just so we clear. Yes. Yeah. Uh Bullet Train. All right. That's that's uh <coughs> Okay, that's that's one of those movies that's like you can experience it, but you can also analyze it. And I think it's a great movie personally. Mm. Uh but it's very kind of cliché in a way. <laughs> like it's enjoyable but cliché. Like mm. you can you you figure out what's happening very quickly. Mm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was made by the guys who made John Wick. Possibly. I'm not even sure. Oh. Yeah. But uh is that your only recommendation? Um yeah, it's the most important one. Well, I mean you can google later. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Or you can google while I'm giving mine. Yeah. So, uh what other recommendations yeah. No, that's it. Oh. <laughs> I I assumed you had more. That's why <laughs> I was thinking of something, but now I've forgotten it. So right, you can Google while I okay. So I wa- uh, Ted Lasso came back this week. Okay. TV yeah. show about uh, American yeah coaching in the f- the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I I don't find it funny. Mm-hmm. It's just it's there's like a lot of. uh comedies now that are just not funny they're yeah. just like tra- like dramedies yeah it's uh, yeah i don't know why i watch the show you just yeah. watch it cuz you watch it it's the final season is uh this is the final season season 3 right okay. so you know yeah I, i'm not trapped for much longer <laughs> 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 i'll be out i'll be out so it's all might as well yeah yeah but it's just very sad Oh. I don't think I've ever laughed at Ted Lasso. Oh. But yeah. Anyway, it's about football. That I like football. Yeah. So that <laughs> that's mainly the Yeah. Yeah. Uh Sunshine. What's Sunshine? It's a sci-fi movie from 2007. Okay. D- directed by Danny Boyle. Okay. Excellent movie. I watched it a long time ago, like maybe 2010. Okay. It was like on TV. Yeah. And obviously just a child. I don't uh you know fully grasp. fully grasp it i watched yeah. it this weekend outstanding okay and i'm looking at it and looking at it in the context of movies that have come after like uh gravity yeah. and interstellar yeah and there's another one that came out just like in that time period right okay i think they were all inspired well They obviously inspired by like 2001 a space odyssey and like solaris and yeah. uh, that kind of stuff but i'm saying they all just came out in quick succession of each other i think because sunshine was such an outstanding movie okay mm, yeah i think it might be danny boyle's best movie oh wow okay <laughs> why do you say oh wow oh wow do you know danny boyle's filmography no so then <laughs> <laughs> you have no frame of reference <laughs> It just seems like one of those things that it's like it's a big deal. Well, so it's an unpopular movie. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know, spoilers. <gasps> I'm not going to spoil yeah. it, but uh I well, I will spoil it. I yeah, mean, it's fine. So, 
in the third act the character just goes crazy and becomes like a murderer okay. it becomes a slasher movie okay. and a lot of people get upset oh. about that right okay i actually like it a lot <laughs> so <laughs> and i think it follows the themes of the movie okay so that's why i i really in, uh, love it but there's a lot of people who get turned off by it yeah. it, it seems like very sudden shift into you know a different genre okay yeah but yeah so i haven't spoiled it but i'm just yeah you know uh would you say it's kind of okay no never mind mm, mm. then i watch strange world oh strange world it's yeah it's an animated movie yeah um i do need to watch it so it's very indiana jones mm-hmm. well i the only reason i think that is because like the font Okay. they use for the like opening titles yeah. reminded me of indiana jones oh okay so yeah <laughs> but but it is about <laughs> adventurers and explorers yeah. so you, yeah. you know that that too but it's like futuristic stuff indiana jones is like 20th century yeah that's why i'm you know okay yeah that's why i didn't think of that it's the only thought of but yeah it stars jake gyllenhaal yeah and uh, his son is jabuki young white you know that is no well i i think he's a comedian okay. but i know him from twitter oh he makes like really funny <laughs> okay. jokes okay. on twitter right uh obviously he's an actor of some sort because yeah. he's in this movie yeah but i don't know like what his day job is like what he would describe himself as yeah that that's what i'm saying i just know him from twitter okay right uh yeah yeah uh, understand this the recommendation section yeah but i don't think i'd recommend this oh, wow <laughs> i'm just looking at the movies i watched this last week i i didn't think about it too much but it's it's kind of fun yeah see and this heart see but it's not mind blowing it's not like see it didn't change my life <laughs> it's not avatar that, <laughs> that's what i'm saying you see you've got the the two categories you've got it's kind of fun it's analysis I can still analyze this movie okay but would you yes why because uh <laughs> don't you like when you're watching a movie have thoughts uh no my mind just goes completely blank All i right, don't well, have any thoughts this podcast is just like the thoughts i had <laughs> while watching a movie yeah so so yeah that's what <laughs> <laughs> that's all i'm saying i could there's a lot of uh, very like strong things in that movie Okay. You know what? I do recommend it. <laughs> right? Um I rewatched another movie. Okay. It's called Heat. Heat. Yes. Okay. First ever live action meeting of Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. Okay. They were in a movie called Godfather 2 together. Yes. But they were like in two separate timelines. Oh. So okay. uh De Niro played like a younger version of Michael's father. Right. when he was you know yeah. when he first uh, became a gangster and michael was played by al pacino yeah who's becoming a well at the end of the first godfather he became the godfather yeah <laughs> so <laughs> makes right. sense so those two stories parallel each other so they never like meet each other yeah heat is the first time they acted across each other okay uh yeah genuinely perfect movie perfect perfect okay. i watched okay. it a few like I watched it in like 2019 for the first time. Yeah. And I gave it like a 9 out of 10. Okay. And I was like this is really good. Yeah. And my friend tells me it's overrated. Mm. Right? Since then like I've watched it I watched it like two more times. Yeah. Before last night when I watched it. It's just so good. 
Okay. It's <laughs> an honestly perfect movie. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Not one gripe with it. My heatheads in the audience will <laughs> will <laughs> agree with me. Yes, <laughs> me, <laughs> me first and foremost. But I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. It's directed by Michael Mann. Okay. Uh, yeah, insanely good movie. Okay. Watch Heat. And by the way, yeah. Do you like The Dark Knight? Uh, yeah. The Dark Knight is ripping off Heat. Oh. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Damn. Dark Knight is. You know, like how Ant-Man is ripping off Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dark Knight is ripping off Heat. So there we go. All the more reason to watch Heat. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Um, when I was younger, I I thought The Dark Knight was the best movie I've ever seen. Okay. But it came out in 2007, 2008. Uh, yeah. So I was like 10, 11 years old. Yeah. I had not seen enough movies, right? Now that I've, you know, watched a good amount of movies, now I can be like, oh, it's just a shitty re- re- rip-off of Heat. Yeah. Right? Okay, yeah. Well, not shitty. I, I like The Dark Knight a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'm saying it's not as good as Heat. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Cool. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I like it so much, I watched I watched it again last night. Yeah. It's just one of those ones that I just keep coming back to. Okay. Uh, Cocaine Bear. Oh, how is that actually? <laughs> it's, it's it's very fun. Okay. Um. So this really happened. Yes. There was a smuggler. Yeah. They dropped cocaine in the woods. Yep. And the bear ate the cocaine. Yes. And the bear died. Yes. This movie is supposing. What if it didn't die? <laughs> what if it kept going? <laughs> what if it went on a rampage? <laughs> right. A lot of fun. Uh. And he knows exactly what it is. It's not trying to be high art. It's just trying to be good fun. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> the la- I have two more. Okay. So I watched 80 for Brady. 80, like 80 for Brady. Yes. Okay. It's about these 80-year-old women who uh, won tickets to the Super Bowl to go watch <laughs> Tom Brady. <laughs> 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 it's a true story as well. It's uh, obviously it's a comedy, so like they dramatize certain elements. But uh, yeah. it's a true story of like these old women who really love Tom Brady. That is a beautiful thing. <laughs> Very. Uh, I don't really. I don't find it funny. Okay. It's just for old people humor. I don't know how to. Okay. Say it. Yeah. But yeah, Jane Fonda, hot as ever. <laughs> She's like 80-something. <laughs> still it. <laughs> Outstanding. Thank you, Miss Fonda. Miss, Mrs. Uh, all right. Then 65. Okay. It's uh, It's about turning 65. No. <laughs> it's it's um, Adam... I keep wanting to say Adam Brody, but it's not. He's Kylo Ren. Oh, um, Driver. Adam Driver. Yeah. Right? He's a... Uh, He's uh, 65 million years ago. Oh. Right. That's a long time ago. So he's like some from some alien planet. Yeah. Where the people are humanoid. Okay. And he's transporting people and he gets stranded on Earth. Right. 65 million years ago. Okay. And he fights dinosaurs and shit. That's pretty cool. And he has to, like, most of the people on his plane dies, but he has to keep the survivors alive. Okay. So, yeah. And it's just them getting to the... 
this like ship that can take them away. Okay. Mm. That's like, quite cool. Because the ship like broke up, right? So the, yeah. the part where everyone else was went to one place and the part where the, the backup ship went to the other place. Yeah. So that's why they they had to like track twelve Ks. Yeah. So it's very um us when we went hiking. <laughs> And I almost died. <laughs> anyway, let's not talk about that. I was going to say that movie with Will Smith and his son. I After Earth. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, that's, I'm not... I know yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, I didn't know that. But I don't blame him. I blame Will Smith. Okay. It's one of those movies where, like, at the time, Shyamalan, he made... Uh, the last airbender. Oh, so he was yeah. like a pariah in Hollywood, right? Yeah. So Will Smith, he wanted to have a movie that was like a launch pad for his son. Yeah. But he needed someone like behind the camera that could, you know, like... Direct. Yeah, so he got M. Night Shyamalan in. Yeah. But Will Smith was pretty much in control of that uh, that right, movie. Okay. Yeah. Shyamalan was just there to, like I said, hold the camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And... The main thing about that movie that people don't like is they, they felt like Will Smith was pushing his son on us. Yeah. You know, like, you have to, like, like a actor. You can't force yeah. an actor on us. Yeah. Right? But, yeah. I think that's about it. Cool. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> glad I didn't say, how can I say this? And <laughs> once again, well, I do think I said once again a lot. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but it's okay. Uh... What the, but the audience needs to realize <laughs> something happened once again. <laughs> anyway, okay. Uh, do we have a sign off? Uh, yeah, we do. Well, okay. So look, this is what we need. We need you to rate, review, subscribe, right? Yeah. Depending on whatever app you're using. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, if you write a review, it helps us, you know, in the algorithms. Yeah. And allows us to get placed in the you know like top 1% the charts of OnlyFans creators (laughs) the charts (laughs) so people they they could go look at the the movie charts and they would see perhaps see our podcast here but the more reviews the more interactions it gets you know within the various uh, apps yeah so like Spotify you write a review there it would go on the Spotify list but you know you write a, a review in Apple then it would you know they yeah. only count for their specific yes <laughs> one so whatever app you're using please uh, write a review five stars only if you don't have a five star review keep it yourself I don't <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to hear that shit <laughs> or if you're on YouTube and there aren't any stars you hit the like button like subscribe share yeah uh, tell everyone you know hit the bell uh, yeah. what else I be, don't know be uh, notified of mm. when we post new things yes oh and then uh, we have a website that we do right it's paysip-pod.github.io forward slash site yep don't put a www before just, just start just p-a-i-c-i-p-pod.github g-i-t-h-u-b dot io forward slash site s-i-t-e right okay that's where you'll find <laughs> as opposed to s-i-g-h-t uh, yeah <laughs> oh my god you know <sighs> I'm trying to help the listeners out okay I'm you're sorry. trying to cause chaos yeah that's anyway. kind of my goal here <sighs> so 
that that's a website where you can find like our various links like to our social medias and yeah. to all the various uh, DSPs yeah or oh, DSP is digital service provider I think yes yeah oh but yeah that yeah. that that's the the streaming apps of Spotify yeah. or whatever that that's a DSP oh but also the main one Patreon Patreon right because you know those other apps they have our main feed but the Patreon feed will have bonus commentaries and other bonus content yeah. we're actually recording the uh Oscars. Op- yeah our thoughts on the Oscars after this yeah. so subscribe to the Patreon uh to hear some of that yeah and au revoir <laughs> Ta-ra! <laughs>